Even in our changing world, our Lord doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, now, and always. And we praise Him for that. We thank Him for that. At this time, we're going to have our children to be dismissed for a time of children's church. Children can go with Miss Edith. And as the children are being dismissed, thank you. Two little words, eight little letters. Doesn't take very long to say, but they mean a lot. They go a long way. We can probably look back at the last day or two or the last week and, and think of somebody that has done something for us that was thankworthy. Somebody may have just done, shared something with you or, or helped you with something or, or done a favor for you or just been polite to you or opened the door or, or whatever it was. I think every one of us has somebody in our life who, who we owe, owe thanks. And maybe you said thanks to those people this week. Maybe you said thanks every time somebody did something for you. Or maybe, <clears throat> and a lot of us do this, you forgot. Especially if it's somebody that just does nice things for you all the time. Sometimes those are the easiest ones to take for granted, aren't they? It's like, well, you know, they, they, their thanks is that, you know, they cooked me this food and I ate it, so that was thanks. Well, sometimes they still want to hear the words. And, you know, but if we forget to say thanks to each other from time to time, how often do we forget to thank the one who gives us so much more than we give each other? How often do we take his blessings for granted? How often do we just forget about how good he is to us? And, and we all know what this week is. It's turkey week. We, we, we know. And we know what's going to take place on Thursday. But, but I've said this before. Thanksgiving needs to be every day. Now, I'm not talking about the food part of it. Because we, we'd all have to go on diets if that were the case. But every day we need to take time to thank the one who has blessed us beyond what we can even imagine. And so we need to remember to do that. And so that's what I want to focus on today is being thankful. And I want to look at, at what David says about this in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me today. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle." Father God, 
First and foremost today, we want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for just allowing us to, to be here this morning. Thank you, God, for allowing us to gather in this place where we can sing praises to your name, where we can open your word, where we can pray, where we can call out to you. Thank you for the freedom we have to do that. Father, we just come today and ask you to open up your word to us. We ask you to speak through your servant and through your word today. Father, I ask you for a double portion of your grace. That the words spoken today would be from you and not from me. And Father, as we hear, let us take it into our ears, into our minds, into our hearts, to our spirits. And let us just follow in obedience what you would say to us. Lord, we give you this time. We ask you to use it. Move us out of the way. Let us see you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So why are we thankful? What reason did David have to be thankful. And you look at David's life. And all that God brought him through. And all that God did in his life. And even when David made poor decisions. And when David did things. That, that were contrary to what God wanted him to do. God still blessed him. God still took care of him. God still forgave him. And, and God still blessed him with good things. So he begins by saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We are thankful for who God is. Psalm 145, 21 says, My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless His holy name forever and ever. 2 Samuel 7, 22, this is also David talking, for, for this reason thou art great, O Lord, for there, are none, there is none like thee, and there is no God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And Psalm 104.1, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great. Thou art, clothed, thou art clothed with splendor and majesty. There is no God like thee, no God besides thee. We worship a pure and perfect and holy God. No one else has done what he has done. No one else is who he is. That reason alone, just because of who He is, He is our Creator, He is our Father, He is our Savior, He is so much to us. He deserves our thanks, He deserves our praise, He deserves our worship. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. When we gather to worship, it doesn't need to, to just be... Going through the motions. It doesn't just need to be a time where, you know, okay, it's Sunday morning. This is what I do. I show up from 11 to 12. I sit there. I'll, I'll mumble the words to the songs a little bit. Throw, 
throw my, my offering in the plate, shake hands with people, and go, go get to the chicken place before all the other churches get out. Did you just bless the Lord with all that was within you when that's the attitude we come into worship with? When we're here, we're here to pour our hearts out. And it was beautiful hearing the church pour our hearts out in worship just a few minutes ago. Singing about that grace, that infinite, marvelous grace. That without it, where would we be? So we thank God for who He is and we worship Him. John 4, 24, Jesus told the woman at the well, God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. There is no one like our God. He is pure and perfect and holy and when we come to Him, we should be grateful and worship Him with all that we have. So we worship Him for who He is. We worship Him for what He has done. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits. Deuteronomy 6, 12 says, Then watch yourself, lest you forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. Moses saying, Yes, we might be in the wilderness. We might be wandering. But we're not in Egypt. We're not being tormented by Pharaoh. We're, we're, God protected us. He brought us out of the house of Egypt. He brought us through the Red Sea. He's taken us to the promised land. It's our own fault that it's going to take 40 more years. But don't forget what God has done and what God is doing. And I think too many times we get busy with our day-to-day. -day. We get busy with all the stuff that's going on. I Y'all would get tired if I just told you my schedule from last week. All the stuff we had to do. Y'all would all say, ooh, I need a nap. And I'm sure all of you have a lot of stuff going on that, that you have to do and that you get busy with. And it, and it seems like the more we go, the busier we get. And that's just where the world's going. It's just, it don't stop. But in the midst of all the busyness and all the craziness, we have to take that time to pause. And just remember what God has done. Remember all of His blessings. Remember all of His benefits. Remember that, that we're not even able to do all the crazy stuff we do without Him holding us up. And without Him taking care of us. And without all the things He gives us. Psalm 107.21 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness and His wonders to the sons of men. In 1 Chronicles 16, 8, David says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. When we thank God in our private, quiet time, we ought to be doing that. But we also ought to be telling our friends and neighbors just what God has done for us. And giving God the glory when He does something in our life. You know, we're real quick to tell our friends we get a new car or we get a new, new pair of shoes or we get, um, or our football team wins. We don't have any problem talking about that. But how often are we bringing up the blessings of God? How often are we telling our friends, let me just tell you what God's been doing for me this week. 
Let me tell you what God's done in my life. And I'm as guilty as everybody. I get caught up in the busyness too. And there's times that I forget. But we got to make sure that we're declaring that because God has done so much for us and we should never forget or take his blessings for granted but thank him and praise him in everything. So why are we thankful? We're thankful for who God is and for what God has done. And what are we thankful for? You see, if you're like our family, most families are probably like this. When you gather on Thursday, wherever it is you're going to gather around the table with whoever it is you're going to gather with, whether that's family, friends, combination, or just you, or whoever it might be sitting at the table. One thing that we do, at least the last few years we've done, because our daughter will not let us eat until we go around the table and tell what we're thankful for. And I'm sure many, many families have that tradition where, where on Thanksgiving Day we sit around and we talk about what we're thankful for. And we're thankful for our family. We're thankful for, you know, that God's given us a place to live and he provides food for us. And, you know, obviously we're thankful for that turkey and, and for them mashed taters and for them um, candied yams and, and all that good stuff that we're going to eat. Y'all getting hungry? You still got a few days. But I just gave y'all some menu ideas and so... I'll be over about 2 o'clock. But, but, you know, we go around and we talk about what we're thankful for. And I think it's important. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. That, that it's important that we talk about that. It's important that, that we remember that. And David gives us six things to be thankful for. And that's where we're going to spend the rest of our time today in the rest of this passage. So what are we thankful for? First, we're thankful for forgiveness. Who pardons all your iniquities. Psalm 86.5 says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness to all who call upon thee. Isaiah 43.25 says, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. You see, we've all sinned. All of us. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all broken God's law. We all have been separated from God by our sin. But when we came to faith in Christ, when we believed that, that God sent Jesus to this earth to pay the price for our sin and to bridge that gap between us and God and bring us into a right relationship with Him, we are forgiven of our sins. And we have His assurance that He declares us righteous with His righteousness, not with the righteousness of ourself. But that forgiveness is something that we need to be thankful for. We see in um, Luke 7, 47, Jesus is in the home of Simon. And, and the, the lady is, is at Jesus' feet worshiping him and, and washing his feet with her tears and drying with her hair. And, you know, Simon and the people sitting there at the table with Jesus are like, you know, why are you letting this, this woman touch you like that why you know if you knew what kind of woman this was and what did Jesus say in Luke 7 47 says for this reason I say to you her sins 
which are many have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. I mean, I don't even want to, you know, we talk about counting our blessings. I'm glad we don't have to count our sins. I sometimes, you know, just because occasionally the enemy will try to bring that stuff back up in your head, even though Jesus has taken it away already. And you think of, and I think about what God saved me from. I think about what he's forgiven me of. And I better be thanking him. I better be thanking him because I don't deserve it. I didn't earn his salvation. I didn't earn his forgiveness. I didn't, I didn't buy it. There's nothing I could do to make me worthy of his gift of forgiveness. But accept it. But believe. That's it. I don't have the power to do anything else where my forgiveness is concerned. And sometimes I just find myself needing to just thank him again for all that he's forgiven me for, from. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank God that while we were sinners, Christ died to offer us forgiveness from our sins and eternal life through him. So we thank God that we might not be what we want to be, but thank God we're not what we were. And he has forgiven us. We also thank him for healing. Look at the second part of verse 3. Who heals all your diseases. Exodus 15, 26. He said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God. And do what is right in his sight. And give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians. For I, the Lord, am your healer. I, the Lord, am your healer. He is our healer. He is the great physician. He Takes care of us. You know sometimes it may not be the way we want him to. It may not be the way we think it ought to happen. And sometimes we don't get the physical healing that we desire. But he not only heals us physically. He heals us mentally. He heals us emotionally. He heals us spiritually. And one day we will experience, if we're in Christ, ultimate healing. Which means we won't be hurting anymore. We won't have the problems we have on this earth anymore. We won't have those aches and pains that we woke up with. And I can tell you, <laughs> last night was not a good night far as aches and pains are concerned for me, but there's going to come a day when that stuff's going to be gone. And that's ultimate healing. It may not fully happen in this life, 
But he is our healer. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, I will restore you to health. I will heal you of your wounds, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying it is Zion. No one cares for her. We think nobody cares, but we know God cares. When, if nobody else does, God does. And we need to hold on to that, and we need to rest on that, and we need to remember that. And Matthew 8, 16 says, When even evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were ill. And we thank God that he is our healer. Whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, we can call upon him when we need healing and trust him to provide it. The great physician is always there for you. Call upon him. Rely upon him. Trust him. We're also thankful for preservation. Who redeems your life from the pit. You know, I was thinking about this, this word preservation. Preser preserving something. And, and my thoughts go back to my grandmother. I'd go to her house and there'd be shelves full of preserves. And... Now, I have to say, y'all know more about that kind of stuff than I do. I just know you put in some kind of fruit or food or something in a mason jar, and you do something to it, and then you put it up, and it stays there for about 10 years, and then one day you take it down and you eat it. But when you put up preserves, the one thing I do understand about it is that you're saving that. And you're saving that for a purpose. And that purpose is, is to eat. And, and I'll tell y'all. And, and, and some of y'all that know me. Know as far as eating habits go. I'm kind of weird. And I don't like pickles. But I will eat cucumbers. And that's a whole different story. But when my grandma used to put pickles up. She'd always put an onion. In there. Does anybody, anybody else ever done that? Uh, and, and that onion would pickle just like the pickle. And I wouldn't eat the pickle, but I would eat that pickled onion. I don't know if I'd eat one today, but I, when I was a kid, I, I used to love that. But, but those things are preserved. They're being saved for a purpose. God pulled us up out of the pit of our sin. For the purpose of knowing him. And making him known. And glorifying him. And furthering his kingdom. And bearing fruit for that kingdom. As long as we're here on this earth. He didn't save us. Just to save us. He saved us for a purpose. Psalm 49, 15 says, But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol. He will receive me. And 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We thank God that preservation not only applies to Him saving us from the power of sin, death, and hell. Because He does. He... he he covers our sin and brings us into a right standing with God. And, and sin and, and, 
and the evil one cannot touch us, but it also is how he's protecting us and sustaining us on a daily basis. And he holds us up and he carries us. And we can trust him and we can thank him for that, Lord. Today was rough, but because of your strength, I got through it. Tomorrow's going to be hard, but I'm not afraid of it because I know I'm going in your strength. I know you're going with me. You're holding on to me. And whatever I face down the line, I'm not worried about it because I know that you've already done what is necessary to prepare me for what's going to happen tomorrow and what's going to happen for eternity. So we can thank Him for preservation. Second part of verse 4 says we can thank Him for coronation. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Not only does He pull us up out of the pit, He does it through His love and through His mercy and through His grace. Psalm 5.12 says, It is thou who dost bless the righteous man, O Lord. Thou dost surround him with favor as with a shield. Romans says it's, it's his kindness that brings you to repentance. Because you know, knowing that our God is kind, knowing that our God is, is compassionate, knowing that He's loving, that it was His love that caused Jesus to go to the cross to pay the price for our sin, knowing that He loves us that much, it makes us want, when we understand that, it makes us want to come to Him. It makes us want to be in relationship with Him. If, if God was just a mean, wrathful, vengeful God, why would we want to be in relationship with Him? But it's His kindness. That leads us to repentance. Titus 3, 4, and 6, 4 through 6 says, But when the kindness of our God and Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Not because of anything I've done, not because of anything you've done, but because of His mercy. Because of His loving kindness. Because of His compassion. He pulled us up. He raised us up. We can thank God that when He pulled us out of the pit of our sin, He saved us by His grace and continually pours His love and mercy on us and raised us to new standing in Him. Continually. Pours his love and mercy on us. And has raised us up. To walk. In newness of life. We can thank him for satisfaction. Verse 5. Who satisfies your years with good things. Psalm 107 9 says. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul. And the hungry soul. He is filled with what is good. And again, as we gather this week and as we eat and as we thank the Lord for all His goodness and we thank Him for the food and we thank Him for our blessings and we thank Him for, for everything that he's, that he's done for us. And when we remember to do that, we 
We give him thanks, but we need to always remember where it came from. We need to remember where it came from. And, and, and you know, some people will say, well, it came from Walmart. That's why I went and got the turkey. That's where I went and got, got all the food. But who put Walmart there? Who created the world that Walmart exists in? We always have to remember, James 1.17 says this, Every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Because, you know, we may not always have what we want, but we always have what we need. And we can trust that God is always going to provide for our needs. You know, sometimes you don't need a brand new truck to get back and forth to work. You just need a vehicle that runs. How pretty it is don't really matter. <laughs> sometimes we don't need a 20-room mansion. We just need a roof over our head and shelter. And sometimes we don't need a five-course meal. We just need a ham sandwich and a bag of chips. or what, But the, whatever it is that we need, God provides. And whatever God provides is good. We can thank God that He provides for our physical needs, but also that He provides all that we need spiritually. Because when we call on Him, He comes to us. We have His presence. We have that peace that even though things might be falling apart around us, that God's still taking care of us, that He's still in control. And He provides that and everything that He gives us is good. So when we thank God for what He gives us, and we know that God is good all the time, well, what God gives is good all the time, and all the time God is good, and all the time what God gives is good. Okay, y'all following? Every good thing comes from God. And we should be thanking Him continually. And finally, we thank Him for renewal. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And that verse that we go to when we think about that, we read that and immediately Isaiah 40, 31 pops into to my head, probably yours too. Yet those who wait for the Lord will regain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Woo, that would be nice when that day comes. I get tired just walking to the car some mornings. But if we trust in the Lord, if we wait on God and trust Him to take care of us, He will renew us day after day after day. And He will renew our strength. He will renew our energy. He will renew our enthusiasm and our excitement. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Guess what? There is no possible way that tomorrow we're going to be younger. It doesn't work that way. 
Every day we get older. Every day our bodies get older. Every day we experience more aches and pains, more frustration. We can't, we can't do what we used to do. And some of us never could do it. And that's frustrating too. But despite the fact that we move on and things get more difficult, we have a Heavenly Father who renews our strength day after day after day. And He gives us those wings. He gives us those, those eagle's wings where, where instead of plodding like the turtle, we can soar like the eagle. And we don't have to let whatever the situation is bring us down. We don't have to let what's going on around us keep us from what God wants to do with us. We look at every day as an opportunity. We thank God that every day we are allowed to wake up is a new day. And a new day brings new challenges. And a new day brings new opportunities. New, new opportunities to to share God's love with somebody, to share His Word with somebody, to bear fruit for His kingdom. And knowing that we, that we will face each day with His strength and His provision should make us eagerly anticipate each day and what it holds. When I wake up in the morning, I thank God that I woke up this morning. And if I don't wake up in the morning, I thank Him in person. Either way, I'm going to thank him. Either way, I'm going to be grateful for every day and every minute that he's given me. And look forward to that time that it won't ever end. We serve a pure and holy and wonderful God who loves us and provides us with so much. And we should be able to look at who he is and what he's done and give thanks. And that's the song we're about to sing in just a minute. Give thanks with a grateful heart. A simple little beautiful song that just talks about just that. Thanking God for all that he's done. And I know in a, in a room with this many people in it. We've got, the, every one of us has things we can thank God for. Every one of us has things that we're thankful for. As we sing this final song, I want you to just kind of try to focus on that. Kind of focus on what God's done in your life and really just pour your heart out in thanks to Him. Maybe there's someone here and, and you need to unite with our church and formally become a member of this body of believers here at Berea and we welcome you and we thank God for those who have and those who will come into our fellowship. Maybe you're here and there's something that, you know, it's just been tough to give thanks. It's just been tough to, to be grateful because things are hard. God knows that. He knows it's hard. But he hasn't gone anywhere. He's right there with you. And he's not going anywhere. And you can thank him and trust him and count on him for that. And maybe there's something you need prayer for today. 
Maybe there's a dis- another decision that you need to make. Maybe there's somebody here and you haven't made that big decision and made Jesus Christ Lord of your life and you need to just surrender that today. Stop trying to call the shots and let God have control. Then you really have a reason to thank Him. Or maybe there's something else that God's put on your heart and you need to do and we just want you to have freedom in this place today as we, as we sing this simple song. But you just be obedient as God leads and as we sing.